Let's turn to the gospel according to Luke, chapter 7. Luke, chapter 7. I'd like to read from verse, verses 11 through 17. Now it happened the day after that, Jesus went into a city called Nain, and many of his disciples went with him. And a large crowd also went along with Jesus. And when he came near the gate of the city, behold, a dead man was being carried out, the only son of his mother, and she was a widow, and a large crowd from the city was with her. When the Lord saw her, he had compassion on her and said to her, Do not weep. Then he came out, came and touched the open coffin, and those who carried him stood still. And Jesus said, Young man, I say to you, arise. So he who was dead sat up and began to speak, and he presented him to his mother. Then fear came upon all, and they glorified God, saying, A great prophet has risen up among us, and God has visited his people. And this report about him went throughout all Judea and all the surrounding region. So here we read a scripture portion where we see one of the miracles that Jesus performed when he was living on the face of this earth. And there were many miracles that Jesus performed when he was living on the face of this earth. He was a God, he was alive, and he died, and he rose from the dead, and he is still alive. His miracles never stopped. He's still a miracle-working God. He still performs miracles. And this evening here we are talking about Jesus entering into the village by name Nain. As Jesus entered into the village, he was welcomed and received by a procession. But that was not really a good procession, but in fact it was a procession of carrying a dead body. And as we read, scripture says, there was a son for that woman and she was a widow and he was the only son and he died. And they were carrying his dead body in an open coffin and he was brought forth. Jesus was entering into the village. And as Jesus was entering, Jesus saw the woman, the mother of the son, crying and weeping. And Jesus, scripture says, Jesus had compassion over her. And Jesus saw her and moment Jesus saw her and she, he began to speak to her and she, he said, Women, why are you weeping? And he said, do not weep. Then scripture says he touched the open coffin and those who carried the coffin, they stopped, they stood still. And he looked at the dead body and Jesus spoke to the dead body saying, Young man, I say to you, arise. And scripture says, so when he spoke to the dead body, he began, he, 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 he sat up and he began to speak. Here we see a miracle that Jesus performed. You know, as the miracle was performed, we see the crowd, they were, there was a great fear came upon because they realized Jesus is not just an ordinary man. He is more than an ordinary man. 
He is not just a prophet. He is more than a prophet. He is not just a teacher, but he is more than a teacher. And once we read this, read this miracle, we realize the miracle working power of our Lord Jesus Christ. As I said, his miracle working power has not diminished. Even today, he is capable of performing miracles. You know, when I called out for a time of testimony, some of you did not share the miracle, but I know what God is doing in your life. And you know about it, what God is doing in your life. He is still a miracle working God. He is still a miracle performing God. And this evening we are talking about God, Lord God, who performed a miracle of raising somebody who was dead. Who was dead. And as we you know, go a little deeper into the scripture this evening, let's talk about the man who was dead. I was just thinking about this man. He was alive once. Maybe a couple of days before. He was alive. He was well and he was alive. And he was really taking care of himself when he was alive. But this fine day when he died, he is just dead. He is no more capable of taking care of himself. I believe since the, his mother was a widow, he was of great help. To his mother. He may not be a very grown up man. He must be an young man. Who was really healthy. And everything was going perfect with him. But all of a sudden. He died. Scripture doesn't say why. The reason why he died. But all that scripture says is he died. And I believe he was of great help to his mother. But now this man is dead. He's not useful for anybody. He's just a dead body. You know, I don't know how many of you, you know, got an opportunity just to stand before a dead body. Probably none of us want to do that. But then, you know, when we stand before a dead body, we don't see anything happening there. You know, some of us are nurses. And I'm sure, you know, once or many times in your lifetime, you would have got an opportunity to enter into mortuary. How many of you been, had been there in the mortuary? One? None of the nurses? Sam? Yes. Yes. Right? None of the nurses? Yes, Joffin. So, you know, you know, we get an opportunity. I have been there a couple of times. So we get an opportunity to, you know, enter into a martial. You know, once I was there to identify a dead body, who he was. Because, you know, nobody could trace him. So I know him. So I just went there. You know, there are many times we, we come across dead bodies. They are just good for nothing. Nothing really good comes out of it. And as Jesus walks into Nain, there comes a dead body. You know, it is not of any use to anybody. Not useful at all. Not useful at all. And there is a reason why mom was weeping over the dead body because she knows very well that he is not going to come back to life. You know, scripture talks about some of the dead works that we see in our lives even now. You know, I believe in a moment you will come to know what I'm talking about. Let's turn to Hebrews chapter 9. Hebrews chapter 9, here word of God talks about some of the dead situations that we see even in our lives. Probably they are not useful. They are not having any value to carry them around. Hebrews chapter 9 verses 13 and 14. Here scripture says, for if the blood of bulls and goats and the ashes of a heifer sprinkling the unclean sanctifies for the purifying of the flesh. How much more shall the blood of Christ, who through the eternal spirit offered himself without spot to God, cleanse your conscience from dead works to serve the living 
God. Scripture talks about the dead works that we see in our conscience. The dead works that we see in our conscience. You know, when we say dead works, there's few things they are lying around in our minds, but then they are not good for anybody. When we ponder over those things, those are already dead. They are not going to bring anything good in our lives. Whenever you think about those things, it is going to pull you down. It is going to drag you down. You know, I don't know whether you, you, you understand what I'm talking about. You know, some of those bad things that happen in our lives. Some of those things happen in our childhood days. Some of those things happen maybe, you know, with just the time when we got married. Some of those things happened when we are trying to deal with our children. You know, some of those bad things that happened that took place in our lives. They are somewhere deep in our mind. They are buried and they are lying around there. Scripture says, Jesus says, word of God says, those are the dead things. You know, those dead things are of no use. Every time when you think about those things, you know, they, they just, you know, drag you out and they take you into a time of discouragement and disappointment. And Jesus says, those dead things need to be washed by the precious blood of Jesus Christ. And what happens to those dead things? Either they need to be buried or they need to be brought alive in a good way. And this evening, we are talking about Jesus Christ who was entering into the village of Nain. As he entered, he encountered a dead body, a man who once he was useful for somebody, but now he is no more useful for anybody. And scripture says, Jesus went there. Jesus went there. Now think about a little more about this dead man. Once upon a time, he was just walking like you and me. Now... He couldn't walk anymore. Scripture says he was carried by people. He, is, he was carried by people. You know, once he can just take care of himself, nobody needs to do anything for himself. The way we take care of ourselves. But now, he was carried. He was carried. There is only reason, one reason why he was carried. Because there is no life in him. He is dead. He is dead. You know, when we live in our deadness, the, uh, the things that I talk about, it, which is lying in our minds, the dead works that scripture says, you know, the more and more we spend our time to think about those things of the past, scripture says we will lose our ability of doing our things. Because as I said, they are going to take you into a time of discouragement. They will take you into, into a time of disappointment. And there is nothing good is going to come out of those dead works that scripture is talking about. And eventually, we need to be carried by somebody else. The more you lie there in those situations, it may be the thing that has happened in your life in the past. But this evening, God is telling you, there should be a time that, that is going to be an end of those dead things in our lives. As Jesus walked in the village of Nain, and I believe this evening, Jesus is walking into your lives. And Jesus is telling you this evening, my son, my daughter, it is time that you need to put the stock to those dead things in your lives. Because I am going to revive some of those good things that I see in your lives. And I am going to bring those blessings. There is a reason why I need to bless you because I find something good in you. You know, most of the time our Lord God finds those things which are good in our lives. It may be just your ability to smile at somebody. It may be, you know, your ability to bless somebody. 
It may be our ability to you know, support somebody, help someone. Our God knows what you go through. Our God knows, you know, what is the little ability that you have. And God wants to bring a life into those situations by burying those dead things that are still lying around in our lives. And here we see that man being carried. Let's look at that widow. Scripture says she's a widow. Probably she lost her husband. I don't know when, but she lost her husband. Probably the only one hope that she had in her life was his, her son. You know, on the other day I spoke to one of my relatives. She, he, she just went through divorce recently. Now, as I was uh, you know, spending time with her over phone, she just told me the reason why I leave today after my husband left me just only for my daughter. You know, otherwise I don't want to leave on this earth. The only reason I leave today is just for my daughter. I just want to see she growing up and I want to see her being settled in her life. You know, I'm just, I can understand perfectly the situation of this widow. All that hope she had was her son. Now that hope is lost. That hope is lost. She already lost her husband. Now she lost her son. And she was just all alone. That's the reason she was crying. And the scripture says Jesus saw her cry. Jesus saw her cry. And scripture also tells a little more about this woman, this precious woman. She was not just alone. You know, at the end of the end of verse, verse 12, we see, and she was a widow, and a large crowd from the city was with her. That tells me that she was a well-known woman. Now, I had been there in a couple of funerals where at one time I remember when a man of God, sorry, a man died. And, uh, you know, she, he did not have a good life. And all that we had in the funeral party was the pastor and myself and uh, his wife and son. Four of us had to bury him. You know, most of the time we don't see many people gathering in some of the funerals. But here we see this woman, as the body was getting carried away, now we see a large crowd from the city was with her. That tells that she was really well accepted by everybody in the society. People around her, they really understood what she is going through. That tells us that she's a precious woman of God. But now she's in, in despair. She's in a terrible time of losing the only one hope that she had on this earth. Now, scripture says, when Jesus saw her, verse 13, when the Lord saw her, he had compassion on her and said to her, women, do not weep. Women, do not weep. You know, I, 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 I really understand that that, that that word doesn't really make sense in that situation. She lost her only son. She does not have any other hope. And now Jesus coming into that situation and looking at her and saying, woman, do not weep. You know, when we walk into such a situation and we comfort, try to comfort somebody who just lost her only son, the moment we say that, I'm sure she's going to weep more. She's going to weep more. 
But now Jesus entered and Jesus told her, women do not weep. And scripture says Jesus had compassion over her. You know, Jesus is a compassionate God. Jesus is full of compassion. You know, scripture gospels record the kind of compassion that Jesus had when he looked people, when he saw people. I would like to read a couple of scriptures from Matthew chapter 9 verse 36. Matthew 9 36 scripture says, just listen to me. But when he saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion for them because they were weary and scattered like sheep having no shepherd. When Jesus saw people, scripture says he moved with compassion because they were just scattered everywhere. They do not know how to live a life. They do not know how to receive the blessings of God. They do not know how to get the forgiveness for their sins because they are burdened with so many things. They are overloaded with so many things. And scripture says, when Jesus saw them, he had compassion over them. Listen to me, another scripture, Matthew 14, 14. And when Jesus went out, he saw a great multitude and he was moved with compassion for them and healed their sick. And healed their sick. Jesus also moved with compassion when he saw people suffering in sickness. Suffering in sickness. You know, today you may have a question this evening. Why do we have sickness in this world? If Jesus is a compassionate God, why do we have sickness in this world? The reason why we have sickness in this world is only because the initial man, Adam and Eve, they committed sin. And that sin comes through generation after generation and it gets into our lives and it gets into our children that we call it as a generational sin or the base sin. You know, once the world, the whole world is sinned, sickness came into this world. And today, all of us go through sickness at many times. But when we pray to God, God heals us. He uses medical signs to heal us. He sometimes listens to our prayer and he performs miracle, which, is, which cannot be even understood by doctors. He's a miracle working God. He uses all the means that are available today to heal you and me. He's a God who heals us. But can he heal forever and ever? You know, I used to say that you pray for healing and God heals you. If God keeps on healing you forever and ever, we are all going to live for ever. Right? My dad would not have died. My grandfather would not have died. They all must be alive now. And think of the trouble if they are all alive. Right? <laughs> right? You know, we come to an end of our life and there is a day, there will be a day for each and every one of us. And we go through sickness on that day maybe. Not, I'm not saying that everybody will die with sickness. But those who are dying with sickness. And you pray. And the church prays. And God doesn't hear. God doesn't answer to that prayer. Why? Because it's the timing of God. It's the timing of God. You know, when my dad was going through sickness, he was in the hospital for 40 days. There came a point... Then I had to leave from there. And when we were there, you know, a couple of us prayed. And uh, there came a time that I knew that very well that he's not going to survive. So we handed over him to God. Lord, it's all enough. Take him. Right? Because there, there is a time in our, all of our lives. 
And God is not going to listen to that prayer because it is the timing of God that God has to take us away from this world. But until we live, until that point of time comes in our lives, God answers our prayer when we pray to God for healing. You know, there are times in all of our lives when nobody is around. Maybe we are just all alone in that night. All that we could do is probably we couldn't even rush to the emergency. All that we could do is just call upon the name of the Lord. I remember when we moved to Canada the, the first year, it was severe winter in Fredericton in, in New Brunswick. One night, you know, Dan was sick, really sick. And he started shivering. And he was just speechless for a while. We were worried. There is no way we can, you know, get him out of the house because just a, you know, head level of uh, snow, deep snow. No, nothing could move. But then all that we could do is just call upon the name of the Lord. And I'm sure you, all of you would have gone through it in your lifetime. How many times God heard our cry? He's a compassionate God. He's a prayer answering God. You know, Jesus moved with compassion when he saw people were sick. And I believe this evening, he's having the same compassion over our lives. When we go through sickness in our lives. Word of God says, our God is a compassionate God. I would like to read a couple of scriptures before we close. Psalm 145 verse 8. Psalm 145 verse 8. Scripture says, the Lord is gracious and full of compassion, slow to anger and great in mercy. Psalm 145 8. The Lord is gracious and full of compassion, slow to anger and great in mercy. Isaiah 49 15. Scripture says, listen to me. Can a woman forget her nursing child? And not have compassion on the son of her womb. Surely they may forget. Yet I will not forget you. Scripture says even your mother and father can forget you. But I will never forget you. I will never forget you. You know how many children. They are not orphans. But they live the life of orphans. Because they are cast out of from their, from their houses. They, they don't, their parents are not able to accept them. They live in the streets or they live with someone else. But God says, even your mother can forget you, but I will not forget you. Lamentations, Lamentations chapter 3 verse 22 says, Through the Lord's mercies we are not consumed because his compassion fail not. Because his compassion fail not. He is a compassionate God. He is a compassionate God. And now here we see Jesus dealing with the situation in a special way. Probably none of us can do that. None of us would have done that in our lifetime. And here we see the way Jesus is moving further. Now, verse 14 says, Then he came and touched the open coffin. And those who carried him stood still. And he said, Young man, I say to you, arise. Now Jesus just spoke to the dead body. And this is what Jesus said. Young man, I say to you, arise. You know, it all matters what situation that is. It is a situation of deadness. And we see death there. And we see desperation there because the woman is crying there. And we see people around him. They were just ready to go and bury this dead body. But now Jesus comes into the middle, in the midst. And all that he looked at, he looked at the mother and scripture says he moved with compassion. And when he moved with compassion, now Jesus spoke a word to the young man, the dead body. 
And Jesus said, young man, I say to you, arise. And scripture says, so he who was dead sat up and began to speak. And began to speak. All that Jesus did there, Jesus spoke a word. When Jesus spoke a word, you know, those were the words of life. Those were the words of life. And those words brought life into the dead situation. You know, we see in the scripture in other, other two recordings where we see life coming back into the life of people, into the deadness, into the dead situation. In all those instances, Jesus spoke a word. You know, I want to talk a little bit about the word of God. The word of God is powerful. Scripture says in Psalm 33 verse 9, For he spoke and it was done. He commanded and it stood fast. You know, when God speaks, things come into existence. Think about the way the whole universe got created. All by his word. He spoke and things came into existence. And we are talking about the word that Jesus spoke as he was standing in front of the dead body. Word of God is powerful. Word of God is powerful. You know, whether we believe something or not, God is expecting us to believe the word that God has given in our hands. And as Daksha said today, it is important that we need to read the word of God. You know, these words bring a life into our situation because, you know, that's the reason we teach this word of God out to our children. That's the reason when they come for these clubs, when they get together, we take them through the word of God and teach the word of God. When they memorize the word of God, these scriptures will bring life. Will bring life. You know, when they go through difficult times, when situations are so dead in their lives, when these scriptures come alive in their minds, when they speak these words, the deadness will, 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 get, will, will be removed. And this evening, God is telling us that these words are so precious. These words bring life. And as Jesus spoke the word that brought life, would, would like to read another scripture before we close. Hebrews 4.12, word of God says, For the word of God is living and powerful, and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the division of soul and spirit and of joints and marrows. And is a dissenter of thoughts and intents of our heart. This evening we are talking about Jesus walking into the dead situation. And Jesus speaking to the dead body and saying, young man, I say to you, arise. You know, I believe as Jesus was speaking to the dead man, all that Jesus saw is life in the dead situation. You know, this evening I just want to ask you a question. As parents, are we able to see life? Are we able to see life? Some of those situations in our children are dead. Sometimes we feel we get so frustrated the way children respond to the parents. The children react to our, the, the parents. But as parents, as children of God, thus I want to ask you this evening, do we see life in their situation? Do we see future? God is having a blessed future in, in, you know, planned for them. God is having a blessed future for them. And this evening, all that you need to do as parents, we need to believe in God. For God to bring life into those dead situations in their lives. And this evening, God is telling you, my son, my daughter, I'm a compassionate God. I'm not just a God who is far away, who is not careful of you, but God is telling you this evening, I'm so careful, I'm so mindful of you. And this evening, as Jesus walked into, and as the miracle was performed, the young man came back to life. And scripture says, fear came upon all of them because they realized that he is a greater prophet. He is more than a prophet. God has visited 
his people. God has visited his people. You know, I believe when God visits us, there will be life. There will be life. And this evening, all that when our life, when, when Jesus visits our lives, we see the dead things going away from our lives. The deadness is brought into our lives through sin. The deadness is brought into our lives when Adam fell in sin. The deadness is brought into our lives because we were born in sin because our nature itself is sinful. And when we cry to God, when we ask him, Lord, forgive my sins, remove my sins, we see the deadness is leaving us. We see the dead situation is going away from our lives. And God can put life into those dead areas in our lives. And this evening, I believe God Almighty is here in our midst. Shall we all just stand for a time of prayer?